Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, while giving a tour of a tunnel that was once used for military purposes, He felt a couple of tugs on his sleeve, but no one was around. Later, he found out just who it was. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you have a real ghost story, we would love to hear it. So call it in if you want to. It's 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber. And with that, you get advanced episodes, access to the archive without any commercials. You could sign up today through Apple Podcasts where you can try it three days free. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes and Kathy Gordon's here today. I am here today. How are things going? Hey, it's okay. Well, okay. So I had something I wanted to talk to you about. Now, to set this up for everybody... You and I are on Zoom, so you can see me. And I brought in a couple things that I wanted to show you. Okay. Because I had a strange thing happen the other day. And so I I wanted to, because I thought you could help me maybe kind of explain it too. All right. So you guys all remember my famous dresser that things seem to move around. Yes. The rearrangements. That's right. I call them the rearrangements. And so hadn't happened for a while, and so I wasn't thinking anything about it. And I went in the other day, and this is my dog Rosie, who was cremated. It's Rosie's and she's little in this urn. really heavy urn thing. You know, it weighs two, three pounds, I would say, right? And so, yeah, because it's a stone urn. It's so. it's a stainless it's, steel thing. Oh, it's stainless steel. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's got some. It's pretty to it. heavy, right? And so I look up and Rosie's stainless steel urn has moved maybe six or seven inches. Okay. Nothing else on the dresser has moved, but Rosie has moved. I'm thinking, okay, don't panic. Maybe I did something, right? So I pick it up and I move it back. But when I go to move it back, this, and Carol, this is what I'm going to have you help me explain to people. Do you see this box? Yes. Okay. Is that it's another a box. animal? 
maybe it's about, let's see, four, you know, four inches by five inches. And it's maybe an inch deep. It's plastic, so it is not heavy. And when Rosie passed away at the vets, they did one of those things oh, that they took her paw prints. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So it's got the paw prints inside of the little box when you open it up. This is the strange part of the story, Carol. The box was moved a little bit, but it was completely upside down. Oh. Now, do you think maybe you were dusting one day and could have accidentally done that? Because like... You, you think I would pick this up like this and go like this? Know. I'm throwing <laughs> things out there. I mean, I would like to say that, girl, but seriously, if I'm dusting, I'm just moving it over like that right. and I dust and I move it back. I don't go like this to something that's kind I'll of take, precious. like things off my dresser and I'll set them on the bed or on the nightstand while I'm dusting the dresser. Oh. I don't do that. Okay. I just move. I just slide them just over and them. dust and then put them back. Right. But it was completely upside do down. Do you think it could be little Rosie is trying to connect with you? Like, hey, I'm still here. You think it could be her? Or does it feel I like. I don't know. Because what I don't like is something messing with little Rosie. Because she was such a good little girl. <laughs> it's like. I, I would rather just, you know, like I slam a drawer and it slides a little bit or something like that. Something cannot pick up and turn upside down no. and be sitting there. That's when my heart, my blood kind of just went cold. But do you think like that, it, do you think that when it, it's you know, Rosie trying to connect with you maybe? Or do you think that it's something that's kind of using Rosie to get your attention? Somehow I feel like it's something that's using the objects on the dresser to get my attention. Yeah. Because it's not just Ben Rosie that moves like that. around. It's the pictures and... It's, yeah, and Sam's on there and, you know. But this thing, I was like, there's no way this little box just completely flips upside down. No. You know, that... that that just wouldn't happen. And it's a kind of a precious box to me because it's got our little paw prints in it. Right. So I kind of would take care of it. I wouldn't just throw it back up there upside down or something. And, and I hadn't even messed with it. It was just, you know, and, and because she was moved, I went to move her back. And then that's when I looked over and saw it. And I'm like, that's upside down. So do you want to like do an experiment or or is it... Sure. And Let's that would be one. just take everything off the dresser and be like, obviously, you don't want anything on the dresser. We'll just take it all off. But then, and then wouldn't it be creepy? Gets back up exactly. On the dresser that would be creepy. Or if you move it someplace oh. else and then they're moving there. It's like, do you open that window of allowing in even more creepiness? I, in my level of what I can handle right now, it's kind of creepy because I could walk in and a picture could be turned around facing a wall or something like that. I just turn it back. Right. And then I just keep going. I don't say anything. And then like something else might move and I just put it back where it belongs or whatever. But I feel like they've upped the game now that they're starting to turn things upside down. And do you think too, if you were to move it to another location and take everything off there, that might even be creepier. Yeah, if things see, that start might, happening. That might be there. tough. Yeah. If all of a sudden, like, something's back there that wasn't, you know, 
Man, so it's, it's like, weird. Like it's it's the bedroom. It's that spot. And it's, considering you know, that you live in a what was formerly a parsonage, you have pissed off a pastor at some point. I don't know what <laughs> you I'm, did. I don't know. Does the pastor did. just not like your children or your animals that have passed on? I know. Like, where did this thing come from? Who is this? What is this? You know, like, but it seems to be really contained in that bedroom. I don't notice things moving other places in the house. Or, you know, oh, I, maybe it's the pastor's wife, and she— Maybe. Because you're just very wild and out of control with parties all the time, and she probably <laughs> feels like you're yeah, just thinks, too much. It's like you are living is, in a parsonage. Yeah, look at her watching that <laughs> racy TV shows that she's watching. <laughs> KU again? My God, does she watch anything but basketball? <laughs> well, football. I've been watching. I watched a lot of football. But no, her I just, and her sports. It, it just felt she like should be doing stuff. embroidery. That's right. Well, sometimes I do crochet That's while true, I watch do. the football. But maybe you should anyway, just crochet more often. And so it's like, I, look, I'm doing nice, good things. Look at me doing these things, right? But anyway, I somehow I feel like it's gotten kicked up a notch. Wow. Okay, if keep us keep us posted on over, that. I will. I don't know. Anyway, so here's okay. a, here's a ghost story. Here's another one besides yours. Here's Let's a ghost go. story to take your mind off of your own ghost stories. Okay. So it says, my last Liberty Port when I was on active duty in the Navy was in Gibraltar. The small peninsula on the southern coast of Spain owned by the UK. Being a prime strategic position, it was often at the center of conflicts between Britain and Spain and other countries, going back hundreds of years. Because of this, there were many tunnels dug into the rock for various reasons. There were touristy tunnels you could go in, but since I was there with a military unit, they had a special tour done by one of the regimental historians from Gibraltar. This tour included tunnels that are no longer militarily active, but are still open to the public for various reasons. The tour started at the end of what seemed like a mile-long tunnel. It was a pretty standard tour, pointing out a few interesting things. The tunnels we were in were dug primarily for Operation Torch, the Allied invasion of Northern Africa in World War II. Some utility lines, water, electricity, phone, etc. ran along one wall and were held up by a metal rack system. Every few minutes, a creaking noise would go down the wall from the water pipes, continuously settling in as the water inside the pipes changed temperatures. It was interesting since you could hear it from a good distance away and follow it as it went down the wall. That would kind of sound creepy, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. When you're in a tunnel and it's dark and all that. Oh. At one point, most of the way through the tour, the guide said we could go up this side tunnel and look at a natural cave that had been dug into. Apparently, when they came across a natural cave, they had to stop digging. So the tunnel then veered off into a different direction. After looking at the natural cave, I went up the other tunnel as far as the light would go. I didn't see anything of interest, so I went back to the rest of the guys on the tour and waited. We continued the tour and finished at the other end of the long tunnel. Most of the guys decided to get out of the tunnel there and head to town, 
Me and a couple other guys decided to walk back to where we entered the tunnel with a tour guide. As we passed the point, we branched off to look at the natural tunnel. The tour guide historian asked if anyone had gone up the other tunnel in that direction. I said that I had. He then asked me if I had seen the flowers on the wall about 30 feet up the other tunnel. I said I hadn't. So he started talking about it. About a year and a half prior to this, he said they had raised money to bring an elderly woman down to Gibraltar from the UK. This woman had lost her father, whom she had never met, in a tunnel collapse while digging these particular tunnels for World War II. They had come across some records indicating that the tunnel collapsed. Her father had... They had come across some records indicating that the tunnel collapse her father had died in had been at one of two spots, and that was one of them. So they had a small ceremony, and she placed flowers on the wall where her father could have died. That was pretty much it, and she went back to the UK a few days later. After that, the guide was not specific as to how long. He was doing another one of these tours for a military unit and was walking back to the opening at the beginning of the tunnel like we were currently doing, except this time he was alone instead of with others. He heard a noise coming up behind him that didn't sound familiar, but assumed it was the water pipe settling and had just sounded differently. As the noise came up, even with him, it stopped, and he felt a tug on his sleeve. He stopped and looked, nothing there. So he continued. He heard more sounds coming up behind him and another tug. This time it definitely was a solid tug. It freaked him out and he quickened his pace and he made it out of the tunnel and to what is essentially the officer's club for the unit there. He found his wife, who was tending bar, and got a drink. He then sat down next to his kids at a table and started to drink uneasily. He noticed a woman at the pool looking at him, staring. She was unfamiliar to him, but that was not uncommon as military clubs were often open to any military member who happened to be in the area. She looked at him for minutes before walking over and introducing herself. She said she doesn't often do this, but there was a man standing next to her that he couldn't see. And this man was insistent that she talk to the tour guide. He said he was sorry that he couldn't be there when his daughter visited and left the flowers. The tour guide said that he got even wider than he had been after getting his shirt sleeve tugged two times. He said various veterans groups were trying to raise money to bring her down to Gibraltar again. That was the end of the tour. Um, He did have some pictures, but he can't find them. It says, I will send them whenever I find them. That's from Dennis. So that's interesting. So like he had this weird experience and he knows the story about the woman leaving the flowers and her dad. And then to have a random woman walk up to you and just say, I'm sorry I couldn't be there there. when my daughter visited and left the flowers. Yeah. Like you can't see this person who's standing next to me, but he's telling me this. But he's telling me to tell you. Of all the people there who had just had, and it's almost like, the, the tug on his sleeve was like her father trying to get his attention. Yeah. And then to it go totally straight was. from there to go get a cocktail because he needed one to calm yeah. his nerves and then have that happen right there and then. Yeah. 
That's a oh really good creepy story. That sounds like one our dad would have told us about. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And, you know, I just find the whole thing super creepy because I'm going to tell you there is one thing in this world I will not do. I will not do, I believe it's called spelunking, where you do cave exploration. Oh, hell no. I ab- I also throw tunnels in that. I I am so claustrophobic, you guys. There is no way. And so I find them just in incredibly creepy anyway i was talking to some people the other night on the grave talks it's an episode called what is it's an interview with traveler's moon a paranormal group um i can't remember exactly the name of it but it does say in there um traveler's moon but they do this ghost tour of a haunted cave nope and i'm like hell no but I'm kind of, and you go, you do it on a boat. Like, isn't oh. that crazy? See, I just, no way. I am so claustrophobic. Like, I tell my children, if you put me, after I die, if you put me in a box and bury me, I will come back and haunt you every freaking day of your life. But you're dead. Like, you won't know. No, I will. I will know <laughs> that they put me in a box and close the lid. Like, seriously, that is my idea of hell right there, right? And so, like, if, you know, sometimes you watch those shows on TV and they've kidnapped somebody and they put them in a box and they've buried them and they just have this little, you know. Oh, like, my, yeah, that's anxiety Oh, for that's everybody. it. That's it. I'm done. Like, I oh. can't. I, that's it. I go, I'm not watching that show. Couldn't you know, imagine. that's no way is that. No, no, no. <laughs> so, imagine. yeah, that's my nightmare. I, my biggest nightmare is to be shut in a box. I'm like, no way. And then giving the tours of a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oh, I, I just look at people that were that had to work in those tunnels and you know, and it happens it happens quite a bit in the service where, mm-hmm. you know, they have to work underground in tunnels or in submarines or places that are very enclosed. Submarines, that one creeps me out. Oh Couldn't do a submarine. I was watching a show about the astronauts, uh, the, one of the early missions the other day, and watched them weld the guy inside a little castle. And I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like, I'd be screaming. No. <laughs> like, oh, no. that was a good story, Dennis. Thank that you for that That was a good one. one. And yeah. here is a call. Okay. In order to start this story, I need to tell you about my grandfather. He always wore a hat. Back in the 40s, it was always the typical 40s-style hat. And then it progressed to a baseball hat and so on. He also always loved kids. He loved his grandkids. And he even became a bus driver. Well, he passed away when I was 18 years old. So he never got to meet his great-grandchildren. Well, I had my children starting when I was 21. When my son was about two years old, he saw a picture of my grandfather for the very first time. And the moment he saw him, he said, Papa, that's Papa. And we all wondered, how would he know who he is? When my son got a little older, 
he would talk about the man that would stand in his room and watch him play. They would always wear a hat. Then came my daughter, and then she would talk about the man that stood in her room that would watch her play, that wore a hat. And then came my other daughter. She also talked about the man that stood in her room that watched her play and that wore a hat. And then came my son, my last child. He also talked about the man that stood in his room that watched him play that wore a hat. They also talked about how when they didn't feel well, he would come to check on them during the night to make sure that they were okay. They all described the same man wearing the same hat, a 40s-style hat, and it, the man that they described was my grandfather. So my grandfather has been watching out for all four of my children through their lives. Okay, I have to say the way she read that was really creepy, or said, shared that story was really creepy to me. I agree. I was the, totally scared. The way that she was sharing that story, I'm like, I just need to ship these stories off to her and she can read them. I know. She's a good ghost storyteller. She really is. Because the way that she would, and he's in a hat. I but think it was, really you good. know what's interesting though? And I would love to hear back from her. Because I do think that's really fascinating. Be but she didn't address it. I'm just assuming this part, that it didn't scare her children. It doesn't seem to it, have, does yeah. it? And so how does she feel about that? You know, with mm -hmm. if he's coming and watching her, and it doesn't really seem like the kids seemed scared. You know, he. I think it seems sweet. He's checking on them when they're sick at night. Mm -hmm. Watching them play, it's almost like he's taken on this role of a protector, mm -hmm. which I think is really sweet, which is what being a grandpa is kind of about, watching out for mm -hmm. them kids. So I would like to know if, if the kids, if I would like to know a couple of things. One, do the kids remember that? Because a lot of times they don't. Mm -hmm. And did they find it scary? Were the kids scared of him? Because... There wasn't any of that address, so I'm assuming that they weren't. Yeah. And I wonder if this was the house, the location. Was it a different location? Was it where he lived? You know? Or um, just, you know, he was at her house or something? It would be interesting to know that. Like, was it his house? And he's still in his house? Or is it a different location? I know when we had this experience um, with my son and my dad um, passed away and then my dad was coming and talking to my son. Uh, it was a different house. I mean, my dad hadn't lived. It was my house. See, and I don't think the location really has a lot to do with it, especially when you have that bond between, mm -hmm. you know, granddad and grandchildren. 
Mm-hmm. They want to be there to connect with them, connect with them. I don't know. I thought that was so interesting. I know. And, and she got, can read a ghost story any day for us. Right. So please call back in with just a little bit more information because I'm just curious about that. So we've got this really one minute long. It's not even one minute. It's like 58 oh, seconds story, but it. it's from Matt. So okay. here it is. Hi, it's Matt in Oklahoma City again. I'm going to make this short and sweet, but uh, we just earlier tonight took a, an alarm at a business at about probably 2 in the morning. And it's sort of like a super-sized version of Chuck E. Cheese on steroids with bumper cars indoors and stuff. Anyway, I uh, found an open door on the business, so we had to clear the whole business to ensure nobody was inside. Huge place. And uh, at one point, I was inside the women's bathroom checking all the stalls. I was in there by myself. And I heard either a woman or child's voice murmuring for just a second and uh, finished checking the whole bathroom and no one was in there. So nothing earth shattering, but thought I'd call it in while I was thinking about it. Have a good evening. Okay. So it's one Hmm. thing when you're a police officer and you have to, or security, whatever you do, and you're the person who has to go in and check it out. Mm-hmm. That would be scary to me because you're not sure what you're going to walk into, you know. But if there's a door open, they got to go in and look. And then mm-hmm. you go in and you hear something like that. So then it's like, is there a kid but nothing or a woman there. here? Yeah, and nothing's there. So it's like not only would I think it would be kind of nerve wracking to do that job, but then it's like. If there's nobody there, so if there was nobody there, was that paranormal, you know? Yeah. It's, that's scary. Yeah. That's not fair. Was there something paranormal that tripped off, the, that caused all of this to begin with, or, you know? Exactly, because there's nobody there. Yeah. Maybe they had attempted to break in, and then alarm went off or something, and they ran away. I don't know. And... If it's like a Chuck E. Cheese on steroids, I kept thinking, you know, those creepy animated, that oh. band that Chuck E. Cheese has. I thought oh, I was going to yeah. say like that band started playing now. That, oh, yeah. that would be shit nothing. that nightmares are made of. I get, I know it. Yeah. You know, I, I always love our stories from Matt from Oklahoma. He's awesome. I like him. So thank you very much yeah. for that, Matt. So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. Calling in at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also become a premium subscriber. You'll get the advanced episodes, access to the archive, which, by the way, it's massive, and no commercials. Sign up today through Apple Podcasts. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks so much for listening. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. 
Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.